Hi everyone, before the podcast begins, uh, just to give you a heads up, we were using new software this episode called Zencaster. It improved the audio quality, but we did see some lag after I listened to the episode, after we recorded it. So uh, we apologize for that. We will tweak it in future episodes, and this will improve. So without further delay, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Co-op Mode, round 63. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by my good friend from up north, the Canardian, Mark Carabin. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm finally, I'm, I'm using my new microphone and it's working. We had some technical issues before we started, but um, I'm excited to get to it. Yeah, we're trying some new things. Zencaster, it's a new technology for, for, for podcasting. Uh, we're trying to move on from Skype and, and pot, you know, basically what you do to call your grandparents if they even still have that. We're moving on, trying something new, and hopefully to also incorporate video in the future. So we are recording this video. We'll see how that goes well. But Mark, what else are we doing new? We have new guests. Yes, we've got two new guests Joining us on the co-op couch, we've put in uh, recliners on each side. We are joined today by the 1H1D, One Hour, One Decision podcast. The crew is here, Tom Manart and Chris John, Mr. Siege. How are you two doing today? We're doing quite, quite well. You guys joined us because we were asking for just new voices and we listened to your podcast. Absolutely loved it. So at this point, Chris and Tom, tell us a little bit about yourself and the podcast you create. Uh, I, I'm going to let Tom, you want to, you want me to go? Oh, okay. Yeah, go up, ahead. Up to you. I want to I hear what you say now. Oh, geez. Go ahead. Put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm putting so you on my, the spot. My name's yeah. Tom and I don't like speaking in public, uh, <laughs> but somehow have a podcast. <laughs> so uh, Chris and I used to have a radio show together back when we were college students. So many, many years ago. And uh, that was a grand old time, but, you know, college comes and goes, and then that was that. And uh, obviously, we, we stopped doing that, went into different careers and things like that. And very recently, Chris approached me about this idea about doing a podcast. And I was like, ah, I don't know, Chris, that sounds like a lot of time. Uh, we're old, <laughs> crotchety guys, and we don't have a lot of time to do this kind of stuff. And Chris is like, don't worry about it. Uh, it's, it's not going to be a long podcast. And the premise is that we're going to play one hour of a random video game, and then we're going to get on and we're going to talk about it and talk about our experiences. So it's not going to be a huge time investment. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, yeah, that, that sounds like something I could do. And so uh, we started recording, and we've been having a great time doing it. And uh, I'm very thankful to Chris for uh, hitting me up to do it. Uh, just to add also though, this is our second foray in podcasting. I was, I was trying uh, to make this did, We did try Chris. one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I like to put an air at all the laundry right now. So get it out of the way. Um, we did have a podcast before it was much longer form, but, uh, you know, this was definitely more for us digestible to do on a weekly basis. And, um, you know, for us to like for me to do editing and all that other stuff. And Tom obviously he's got his stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where we got this and yeah, I miss, I miss Tom. So that's why I wanted to do this with him. So that's awesome. It was, it was, it was, it was a, oh, that's so sweet. 
uh, what the the idea came to me um, uh, when I well I had Game Pass and I was literally like sitting there one day I was like what am I going to play and I scrolled down and I noticed there was this surprise me button I was like okay that's kind of cool and I clicked on it and it gave me a random game um, originally actually the idea was for us to be like a YouTube thing like for me to at like actually to play the hour and review it and all that stuff. But I just can't deal with video editing because it's like the bane of my existence. <laughs> so, so we ended, I was like, Oh, you know, and then I pitched this to Tom, like, why don't we just do a podcast, talk about it. And, um, that's, that's kind of where we, we are right now. And, you know, for me, it was just like the game pass had like, this was what, uh, we started back in November. Uh, the idea kind of formulated for me, like in early fall, I think maybe, and um, we had, you know, Game Pass has changed so much even in this time period. It's been insane. Like, even then, like, I was being overwhelmed with how many games there were. Now there's even more with Bethesda. And who knows what else is going to happen with E3? I don't know. So um, it's, uh, it, I, I just thought it would be a way for people to kind of navigate the, you know, the Game Pass service a little bit and, Mm-hmm. taste a little bit of the games that may not might not always be on people's um shelves or yeah. you know points of view and so and we we've been fortunate enough to play around like some games that we definitely wouldn't have like looked at if it was on a store shelf you know mm-hmm. and um, been pleasantly surprised so I, I love that approach and and when i first got you know, turned on your podcast through, through Todd and through you guys, he, you know, just starting to talk to us uh, through Twitter. Uh, and I started listening to some episodes. I was like, this is so great because I was discovering stuff in kind of a similar way, uh, just a little bit before, um, or around the same time. So I, you know, I talked on the show and, and talked with Todd about playing a few very random games, but the way I was doing it was looking at those like monthly, weekly, and daily quests that game pass gives you. So it was like, you know, like do this in this mm-hmm. random game and you'll get 50 points or whatever they go by, uh, you know, do this in this game and you'll get a hundred points for the month. And it was like, you know, these points equals free stuff for me, like free Xbox money or free game pass for a month or whatever it is. So it's like, why would I not try these? So it's like, that's how I started playing random games, but I love the like surprise me button approach that you guys take. It's even more random and I absolutely love it. So it's, it's such a great approach and I love that like shows are popping up around game pass and, and you know, like just the, the stuff that that ecosystem can unlock because a lot of times we will get into that like mindset of like, Oh, you know, I'm going to play halo. I'm going to play gears and that's my game pass. Yeah. I might play a sports game or something now that EA access is there, but, um, your, your mm-hmm. approach is, is so great. I, I love hearing just like, you know, oh, I play this, I love it. I'm going to keep playing it. Or I played this and like, uh, no, I could barely get through the hour. Not for me. Thank you. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you guys ever run out of any ideas of how to do this, just go to the games that are going to leave, right? That's the panic mode, right? That's true. It's like I have 10 10 days to finish those games. Oh, crap. They're gone. Yeah. That's very well. Well, well, I love it. Yeah, that randomized feature of what game to play started on Game Pass for PC. And then, like you said, it's changed. It keeps changing. The games, there's new games always added. It's pretty awesome. And that's where I'm like newest, latest, best, typically. Like I look what's new. Um, and, and them adding trailers 
really makes it nice and easy to mm. see if this is worth my time at all. So I love this approach, guys. I love it. I love, you know, that you're Five Nights at Freddy's. You know, it made me curious to try the game because I knew nothing about it. I just knew there were lots of figures at GameStop. That's all I knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I knew that too. Yeah. They, I, I got to say, I, I, I got to say, though, like the the creator of that, yeah, like the creator of that, like, has made a killing on it. Like, it, it's insane. And it's just such a simple game. And, you know, kudos to him. Kudos to him. Yeah, it's one of those called they call it a, a, a what is it a, a spoopy game, uh, oh. <laughs> so scary that you poop yourself. <laughs> Y'all, did not hear that. <laughs> kind of scary. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That might just Mark's embarrassed now. It's like completely tops of that. Yeah. That's why I it, it probably <laughs> is. Yeah. It's, it's a me thing now. It's definitely a me thing. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yes, yeah, so this is not a cringing doing podcast. But you know what's <laughs> even going to make this even better. Um, is we're going to get a little more into what makes these guys tick. And this is kind of talking about your gaming origin. So uh, I proposed two questions. And actually, Mark did. I just wrote it down. Um, and first, <laughs> is the console that got you into gaming? Uh, I'll take this one first. The uh, original NES is the first console that I owned uh, and uh, played and loved. And I was a very small lad at the time. <laughs> See, um, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know how old you gentlemen are, but I was not a young boy when I got the NES, so I was like closer to like my teen years. So, yeah. So, another oh, reason I get Todd depends for um, for me. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, for me, it was actually the PC. Mm. Um, played a lot of click, point and click adventure games. Uh, back then, and uh, Max is always dear, near and dear to my heart. So nice. That is a great series. Yeah, uh, and I think there's even a new Salmon Max VR game coming out. If I'm correct, Ooh, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, next question: favorite franchise or character? So this is up to you guys to determine how, how you want to call this. Could be video games, but it could be something outside that in the, the world of nerd and geek. Hmm. That's a that's a good one. It's a good question. I was not prepared for this. All right. Well, I can tell you my favorite my my favorite character of all time is Frog from Chrono Trigger. He, he, he's been my favorite video game character since 1995 nice. <laughs> and that hasn't changed. So he's, that's not my favorite franchise because what it's makes really him just, awesome. Cause I've never played. Okay. One game, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's Chrono Trigger. Then they made Chrono Cross, yeah. but Chrono Cross isn't, it's not a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Anybody who tells you that is lying to you. <laughs> but I, I still enjoyed that game. Like I like Chrono Cross a lot, but it's it's not a sequel to Chrono Trigger, not really. And I've never played the game. Well, I've played a little bit of it, but never carried forth. So, what makes that character specifically awesome? Uh so spoilers if you haven't played Chrono Trigger from 1995 on the Super Nintendo. Uh, he is a squire who gets cursed and turned into a frog person 
and uh, then his like life's goal is to get justice for his uh, knight who was killed uh, by the person who turned him into a frog. And so uh, as an RPG character, he talks in like that Shakespearean with the Fs and the ifs and stuff like that. And he's a frog. So he like hops around and is wearing armor and a sword and a shield. He's just, you know, it's like ridiculous, but awesome. Kind of like Throg. Frog Thor. Absolutely. Thor Frog. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. We got one down. Pressure builds. So, yeah, the pressure's building. I I want to say I have a favorite friend. Like, I kind of already told you guys. Um, it was Sam and Max in my early days. But, like, in the 2000s... Um, I want to say it was Nathan Drake. Like Uncharted series was always like I had to play those games, and you know it was it was always such a fun time. Like got me into like the whole adventure uh, stories, and you know finding me Indiana Jones, obviously, and what they all hearken to. So I was yeah those 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 two franchise or that franchise and Sam and Max as the characters that I would say are my favorites. In terms of video game, so well, excellent because now you're going to get a movie yeah. with Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> and what you know what it, it's happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, pass, but we'll see. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it I, you know, yeah, Marky Mark and Spider Man. I mean, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion was the the choice, and they just completely bombed on that. So whatever. Did you ever see that short they made with Nathan yes. Fillion? And that, that was, was amazing. Yeah. They should have just done that, made it a longer one, and then be done with it. But hey, it is what it is. Well, excellent. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for that little insight into you. And so people know you a little bit better. Uh, and now they're going to get to know what we've been playing. So we're going to get into what we've been playing, and we'll kick it off. Gents, we've been playing a few games similarly. So actually, we're going to kick it off, though, with Tom. You're first on the agenda of oh, games boy. you've been playing. So um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Oculus Quest 2 uh, on VR, you know. And I've been, I've been trying a lot of different things. Uh, but most recently, I've been playing a lot of uh, the more action-y, like, active type games I, I don't know really why i'm gravitating that way because i'm not was never an athletic kid but here we are and uh so i'm enjoying uh creed uh you know rise to glory i think it's called and then also there is uh beat saber i've been playing and uh especially pistol whip i like a lot so which because you're basically just john wick which is like how can you go wrong there that's right? awesome So I have a quest one, so I'm a little jealous they have a quest two, because quest two, they basically said, oh, all those things you want to do, quest two has, and it's coming out a year after. So I'm a little jealous, yeah. but I, I still like the quest a lot. I had shoulder surgery last year, so my my play has not been very good with it. So I want to get back to that. So Pistol Whip is a game I did pick up. They added like a story mode, right? Yes, oh. it is difficult. <laughs> I'm not good enough to play that yet. <laughs> I want to play it, but I just got my butt handed to me, and I was like, "All right, like, I I got to go back to the drawing board and get better at this first. 
yeah, Quest has so many cool games. I mean, just even like the the Darth Vader Immortal oh game, if you've played that at all, that's very impressive, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Seeing Darth Vader, you have to look up at him. I mean, I have to look up at everybody. I'm very short. But Darth Vader at seven foot tall or whatever, that's amazing. I'm it, trying it, to pr- impress this that Mark needs this. Really he's, a, he's an uber Star Wars fan. You, you've got to play yeah, it's, it's Vader Immortal. It's, it's on my list. Don't worry. You've got to. Yeah. Like, that's why I got VR. Was to play Vader Immortal and to play um, the the new uh, Star Wars game, The Tales from Galaxy's Edge. To like play both it's of the them. Tales, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been but, saying like uh, we we just did an episode uh, all about Galaxy's Edge on the Star Wars podcast that we do here too, uh, Holocron Chronicles, um, and mm. like I'm itching to get back to Batu and Galaxy's Edge. So I I think maybe the VR thing that'll that'll quench my thirst until i can get back to florida so um yeah i might i might have to look into that yeah i i, I highly you encourage you star to wars it. pinball in vr too what was that yeah talking? i i was gonna say they even brought out uh star wars pinball in vr oh cool um chris uh so i also see some other games on here go ahead yeah Chris, Chris, Chris was trying to like slide into my oh, DMs sorry. and try to push me in that direction. But I'd, I'd love a, a soft intro into it. Go for it. Tell me, tell me what you see. Oh, I was gonna say, um, I, I see a couple other games here. X Booster, no clue what that is. Uh, also, very like Beat Sabery. It's 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 more almost okay. a workout game than it is game game like a. Uh, you know, like uh, like Rock Band or something like that. It's like, you know, matching up at the things that are like flying at you. But it's fun. And it's like cool. very like you're moving all over the place. Very active. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of workout like games on VR. There's uh, I think it's called Supernatural. It's actually a, a subscription workout service. Um, I tried it. My calves were dead after one day. So <laughs> I, I did not go back to that because I couldn't. <laughs> Just laying on the floor like, damn it, Sammy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Logan, help me, please. Help out your old dad. Um, so is there any other games, Tom, you want to you want to speak out that you've been playing? Uh, yeah. So I also picked up uh, something called an Arcades Legends Pro, which is uh, by a company by, called At Games that makes like all these like retro uh, console things. And basically what it is, it's like a twin stick uh, arcade like uh, panel thing, you know, controller. That's the word that I'm looking for. And uh, you can do really cool things with it and like hook it up to your PC or it comes with its own like kind of puck style thing that hooks up to the TV. Uh, but as a consequence, I've been playing a lot of arcade games and I've recently found something called Open Bore which I had never heard about, even though it's been around for like a decade or something like that, something ridiculous. Uh, but basically what it is, is an engine to make beat-em-up games. And so there's uh, this whole community online that makes oh. these beat-em-up games um, and releases them free to play uh, for anybody who you know can get one of the you know these emulators going. So uh, it's a lot of fun, and they've made a couple of Ninja Turtle games. Uh, one of them is called Rescue Palooza. And it's ridiculous and fun, and I was playing it with my friend, and we were having a grand old time. So, I actually uh, own that same stick as well, the oh, wow. Legends Pro. It's got two sticks. It's got the yes. uh, was it the trackpad as well? Yes. 
I I'm really excited. And they actually sell like a stand for it um, that I would love to buy because it makes it look then like a actual standalone arcade stick. So I, I would love to know more about this because I haven't even scratched the surface on it. Mark, I think you had a question. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to ask what you guys thought of the new Seth Rogen Ninja Turtles movie that they just announced coming out in 2023. Did not even hear about that. I haven't either. <laughs> just like so literally today? Yeah, like uh, I think it was today, yesterday, something like that. Uh, but it's, 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 yeah, brand oh. new information. Uh, there's there's really wow. not anything. It's, it's Seth Rogen's rebooting Ninja Turtles for uh, for film. So it's uh, apparently it's a new movie, huh. not a cartoon or TV show or whatever. Uh, it's, I don't even know if it's animated or live action. I, I haven't seen that much. I just saw he's kind of leading the charge on this new Ninja Turtles reboot. So uh Depending on if you if you like or don't like Seth Rogen, that could be great news or terrible news. I'm, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I don't know. He's done some cool stuff though. He did the boys, obviously. That he executive produced yeah. that. He executive produced Preacher, and then he also executive produced the Console Wars kind of documentary that came out uh, about six months ago. So he's all over the place. But I mean, uh, and, the current and Invincible. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. All that stuff he's doing is just all over the board. It's like, and I've been pretty happy with all of it. So mm-hmm. I can't really complain. Although right now I know turtles fans are not happy about the cartoon that's out now, but yeah, I actually kind of enjoyed terrible. the last live action movie series. So I can't complain, I guess. I don't know. Uh Oh, I can. <laughs> okay. I can. And we just lost it. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm, I just, I'm just going to go. <laughs> Uh, I (laughs) I understand. I understand. I think IDW is doing a great thing with the Turtles comics. I think anybody who is a Turtles fan should be checking those out. I think it's the best uh, incarnation of the Ninja Turtles that exists uh, at all, period, for all time. Fight me (laughs) about it. Um, (laughs) But I do not like the current uh, cartoon, but I did like the first Nickelodeon cartoon. So it's not that I don't like cartoons. Uh, it's just that I don't like this version, this rise of the Ninja Turtles. It's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't do it for me. And I didn't like Michael Bay's Turtles, just like I didn't like Michael Bay's Transformers. <laughs> Sorry. Good take. I, I, I want to say that um, it is this new cartoon is definitely quirky. It's weird. I like the art style a lot, though. Um, it's it is It is just... I don't know. It's just weird and unique, a unique take on the Ninja Turtle. So I appreciate that. It's not, I didn't like the 3d one that they did. That was, that looked weird, but like weird in another way, <laughs> in another way, but not you like some, so, some tension, but not there, other types of weird. There's some that. turtle yeah, tension guys. Exactly. You can't see this right now. There's some turtle tension between the two hosts here. I can yeah. feel it. Uh, there's, there's some <laughs> definitely Rafi not agreement. The best. All the best turtles end in O. End of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited about this game. I really need to know how I can play it because I do have the same ar- arcade stick and it's, I, and it's I, awesome. I'll, so I'll, I'll hit you up so offline. You and me in the right I'll, direction. I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Love that. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So who is next? Oh, I guess it's me. Um, it looks like we uh, have some similar games um, that we played. I am playing Knockout City, and I am loving every second of it. 
It's such a fun game. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad it's on Game Pass. Like, because um, it's, I, I was, I had no expectations for this game. And I played it. I like anytime anyone's down to play, I'm down because it's just like, it's such, uh, you, it, and, and the, the matches are so quick too. It's like, what, under 20 minutes. And, but then you don't, you think you just keep going into a new match and then you don't realize that it's been like three hours that you've been playing the game. You're like, what yeah. did I do? Where did my life go? So, but yeah, um, that's, that's been a game I've been playing a lot of. Um, I have a game, a, a list that I'm trying to knock out this year. Oh, pun intended, I guess. <laughs> um, a, so control is one of them. So I've, I've been hearing really good things about this game. Uh, it is very strange x files x files ish or whatever you want to call it um and uh the other things that we've been like tom and i've just been going through and playing some you know the random games on on game pass so actually the episode that comes out on the second is undermine which is a a rogue style game so we just recently played that too cool my son played undermine and really liked it um so that's a good recommendation. Um, yeah. It's definitely, it's really interesting. Uh, to control, I beat the game, loved it. I have the mm-hmm. DLC to play, which mm. is getting kudos for being fantastic. The issue was, though, if you got, like, the next-gen upgrade, um, the DLC, like, your progress didn't carry over to, like, the next-gen version. Oh. So, essentially, you have to start over, and you can't just start the DLC. So, that's, that's one of those things I'm like, I like the game, but I don't like it enough to just <laughs> have to replay it so I can play the DLC. <laughs> But uh, the, the first game's awesome. If you liked Alan Wake, those type of freaky X-Files games with really good gunplay and cool yeah. mechanics and RPG mechanics, you'll love it. Oh, yeah. It's been it's been fun so far. I just can't take a lot of it at, in like in the same way that I can play like Knockout City. Like it, There's just so much going on. You're just like, I need a break. I, need, I can't play this for that, for that long. So. So, Mark, you and I have both played Knockout City as well. Yeah. Uh, I have not played it very long, but I played it last night. So um, I'm, a, I'm a newbie, so I made ask for your guys' like tips and tricks because I didn't do too bad, but I felt like, man, oh, man, I am going to be – as more people play this game, the bad people <laughs> will definitely be easier to see, and the good people will be easier to see. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's for sure. But uh, the, the one thing that you definitely want to do – uh, sorry, Mark, uh, if you want to give him the tips. Oh, okay. Uh, the one thing I would say is if you're, if you're working on a team, you like make sure someone is the ball. Cause that is an instant KO. Like that is always a, like a game changer for sure. when you're playing the game. So I finally figured out how to do that, to turn yourself into a ball and, it's it's so crazy. So if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, Knockout City is a EA game. It's it's um, free on Game Pass, free on EA Play. Twenty bucks if you don't, but it's I think it's free now to the first twenty five levels. Yeah. And it's essentially dodgeball, um, and but it has tactics with dodgeball. Like if you catch the ball, you kind of power up, and the longer you hold the ball, like you charge it, mm-hmm. you gain up powers. But if you don't hold it too long, it'll explode. So it's like crazy. And then you can turn yourself into a ball and your teammate can throw you. And it's three on three. You play three rounds up to 10, I think. There's level yep. progression. Other than that, I know nothing about this game. I don't know, like, is there going to be dollars like spent on customization? Do you buy things? Yes. 
what's the end game? Is there another modes? I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. There, there is definitely going to be uh, paid so, DLC, okay. like seasons, like Fortnite. Uh, I, I'm imagining they're probably going to be doing seasons. Right now, it's just kind of like the store, and I think they're getting people, like you said, up to level 25 for free, and then you have to buy the full game. So I imagine that you know, eventually they'll start rolling out like seasons or themes. Like right now there's a premium pack that you can get. Uh, it's like 10, 15 bucks, or something like that, 10, $12 or some, uh, but you know, that unlocks, uh, certain like things that, you know, the, like premium skin, premium, premium, uh, vehicle that you drive into the stadium on all that kind of stuff. Um, so they, they could just do that, those kind of things and, and keep the, the, the level ups or they could start resetting and doing themed kind of seasons or something similar to Fortnite. I think they're, they're kind of testing the water right now. And I, I find it's, it's, uh, tough sometimes uh you know like 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 you said it's it's great that this is on game pass because i think a lot of people will try it out and i think they're trying to find a way to balance that between you know try it for free for 25 levels and then pay for it or like pay up front plus paid dlc like it's such a weird balance right and, and we, we've talked about this before where rocket league used to be i i thought a perfect example and then you know epic kind of took them over and they've kind of changed <laughs> to be more fortnite-esque but that game used to be kind of low cost and the dlc was like medium kind of cost like it wasn't super expensive but you also paid for the game so everything had this good balance where fortnite is free but like one skin can be 20 bucks or more like it's it's you know that kind of balance is i think really really hard to find and everyone wants to copy fortnite because they make a jillion d dollars but uh you know not everyone can be fortnite so can you turn can you turn dodgeball into fortnite we'll see but uh i'm i'm loving this game as well yeah we'll see i mean right now uh you can play it on ea play like i said it's that service is available i think everywhere so if you own that subscription it's 30 bucks a year it's super cheap to get into just even try out the game if you want and then it is free on game pass so we'll see how this goes um is it on pc game pass as well it is yeah okay cool cool yeah cool. yeah i liked it i liked it. i thought it was beautiful played well mm-hmm. very fun very quick in and out like to your point you can play a game in within 15 to 20 minutes and be done and just have fun. You level up. And, and so for people looking for such a, something new to try that's out there, that's e- super easy. There's like no, like, well, building mechanic like Fortnite or you have to do this. You need a squad. You just show up and there. throw the ball and hopefully you get well. And gentlemen, I won the last round that won us the thing. And I felt so proud of myself. <laughs> but I, there, there definitely is some skill though. Like even today I've been noticing some players are getting better and getting more used to the mechanics. So if you do the training missions, like they show you all the things like becoming the ball, passing, perfectly timed catches to get power-ups, like how to do the bomb drop when you're the ball, all that kind of stuff. And it seemed like the first few days I was playing, a lot of people were just going in, grabbing a ball that was on the ground, whether it was an exploding bomb ball or just the regular dodge balls, like, you know, whatever is there and just throwing it at people and not really taking advantage of the strategy of passing and being the ball and all that kind of stuff that, that, you know, really plays into the game and makes it unique, almost like the building mechanic in Fortnite. So even today I noticed playing against people that 
were way better. Teams were organized. They were coordinating. And I got matched with a couple of ding-dongs for a couple of matches that it was just like, <laughs> you guys really need to get your shit together and like do those training <laughs> missions because we are getting absolutely thwomped. And it was like, if you have a coordinated squad coming at you and there's three balls coming at your face, that sounded weird. Uh, anyway, moving on. If there's, <laughs> you can really get overtaken easily this is let's hey what about fortnite uh biomutant something um, <laughs> no um the, yeah there's there's i think there's a, a phobia for that mark there's just something um no there, there is going to be a lot of strategy for this game that uh i i think you're going to see and I, I think that's where really good online like server side matchmaking is going to come into play and that's something we've seen fortnite you know, play with and struggle with. And, uh, is it, you know, do they do matchmaking based on build style? Do they do matchmaking based on shooting mechanics, your win ratio, all that kind of stuff. Fortnite's had years to figure that out. How are they going to figure it out for this game? Is it, you know, (laughs) are we going to match people that have done the training program? Are we going to match people who win more? Are we going to match, uh, you know, it's, it's different. It's, it's going to be a struggle and it's a struggle for any online game, but, uh, I'll tell you, like, if I, if I paid for this game and got matched with the couple of people that I had a couple of rounds with earlier, I would have (laughs) been so sour, but luckily I played another match and my team was on point. We were all like passing and stuff, but, um, that's, yeah, it's a, it can be a struggle for sure. But I, I think I'm, I'm hoping this game finds its ground because I'm, I'm really loving it so far, despite, like I said, running into a couple of ding-dongs here and there. I think if Rocket League can succeed, this can too. It feels yeah. like more like a sport than it does a shooter. It's different. It's more user-friendly. It's easier to show your parents. Uh, they get it. It's, it's dodgeball. So it's like one of those things easy That's to it. learn uh, or easy to play and then harder to learn those mechanics. But I think it's got a lot of ways that's less complex because a lot of these online games, there's a barrier to entry, and if you suck, you just move away. This game feels like you get wins very easily and you feel good about yourself. And that's what it's all about. So I, I'm, I'm cheering for this. I want more games like this yeah. versus more complex games like Fortnite. I don't even know what Fortnite is anymore, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's like build stuff, but you don't need that. There's dinosaurs walking. There. I'm like, that game is like, how can anybody walk in that game under the same? I had, I had oh, wow. some guy in Fortnite the other day try to build this like six star hotel with Wi-Fi and a pool. And I just shot him down and he fell to his death and I got the victory. And I was just like, don't build that high. You asshat. <laughs> like, come on. Like, it's impressive. Yeah, you're going through all your build edits and all this kind of stuff. And I just like, I took out his little, he had one little connector in the in the storm that he couldn't even get at to fortify. And he's just building over me. And I was just like, you're going to fall down a waterfall. Have fun. So, was, Mark, that's how you create a nemesis. And he's going to come and get you oh, in the, when him, you're least expecting it. Let's go. You made your, uh, you've made your joker. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Is there, hey, you're saying I'm Batman? That's great. That's I'll take that. Uh, I don't want to give you that much credit. <laughs> no, no. I, I will say just I know we were, we're talking about Knockout City a lot, but um, even though there there is like it's not catch up mechanics, but you're never out of the game. Yeah, I feel like unless unlike uh, to your point, though, unless you have some really crummy players, like you you're. Like you can always rally, and it's like it's just crazy. Um, that kind of that kind of uh, potential in every match mm-hmm. is it's like 
that's just always fun about it. That's why I always enjoy. Absolutely. If if they don't release a special, because you can get special like power up balls in this. So like there's the triple ball, mm-hmm. there's the bomb ball, there's the cage ball, all that kind of stuff. If if they don't release a wrench, I'm going to be sorely disappointed because if you can dodge a wrench, <laughs> you can dodge a ball. Totally so that's, I just, they need to now I, I, a wrench. Good reference, Mark, so for all those people that seen that movie. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Very good. Um, it's even better when I explain the joke. Yeah. People love that. That makes it way funnier. <laughs> so a game that we both played, Mark, that uh, is actually kind of mirrors uh, your guys' podcast is one hour, one decision. <laughs> I essentially played this game for about one hour and I made a decision. Oh, Mark, what about okay. you? And that's Biomutant. Uh, yeah. Yes, Biomutant. Um, I like the premise. Uh, fucked up looking raccoon beats the shit out of other raccoons. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and it's like, I I want to love this game. And I, I read today, so just today they, they announced that the, the first big patch for this game is coming and they're going to fix some of the problems that we have. So as of right now, I think I've put a tiny bit more time into this than Todd. Uh, I'm willing to forgive a couple of things that that definitely did eventually annoy me, but they've they've addressed things that they're going to fix, including the narration, the pacing, uh, and a couple of other weird little things that are annoying, not just me, but it seems like a lot of reviewers and a lot of other people. Uh, Todd, how you're, you're feeling kind of the same way, um, with, was it the, the narration and that kind of stuff, or was it just the, the game didn't catch you at all? No, I like the style. Basically it's an open world game. It's, it's got RPG mechanics. You choose a clash, a class, you choose your appearance. You start off looking like some type of weird Lombax and then you have different abilities. And then, so it's very standard kind of like RPG. I didn't expect it in this game though, because it's like, okay, I can be a psychic, I can be a, a sniper, I can be uh, a rogue, all these different things. And then you finally move on and start the game. And it's basically like the apocalypse has happened, uh, but in the future it's bright and cuddly. All humans have died, but mutants have essentially be, or the, the, the animals have essentially became human anthropomorphic. And yeah. so, but you have to find out exactly what caused this. And that's your mission. Kind of like you go on missions. There are no, there's no voice acting in this game by the characters, but you do have a narrator who essentially explains what the animal gibberish is when the, the animals are talking to you. So there's basically but, um, subtitles and that. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the part, part where it lost me because like I can, I can handle that for a little tiny bit, but there's so much exposition in like the first hour or two of this game that it's like, just, it's like, okay, if you played animal crossing and you hear like every time you heard like an animal going like, instead of the little subtext there explaining what they're actually saying, you would stand there like a jackass and listen to this animal going and then wait five minutes. And then an old guy would be like, so what I'm saying is the apocalypse happened and your mother's dead now. And it's like, don't make me sit through both pick one with text or just the, the, the voice acting. Like I just, I don't want like, I, yeah. Uh, I, so apparently they're fixing that, but like hundred percent. Yeah. Just, yeah. just turn me right off. 
Yeah, Richard Attenborough's Biomutant is what I'm going to call this game. But yeah, it, 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 and it was it was trying to create so much lore, but mm-hmm. like feed it down your throat and give you everything. It shows a map and it's like, there's the Puffy Poos and the names are just ridiculously <laughs> and silly. They don't mean anything and they overwhelm you. And it's like, uh, and then I'm like, I just want to hit things and enjoy myself because mm-hmm. I found the combat very fun because it allows you to do guns, but also like some rat foo. I don't know what you want to call it. And there's combos and the combos are kind of fun because it actually tells you, like, if you did this one thing, you'd get a combo. And I'm mm. like, really? Cool. I'll do that. Boom. And it's very entertaining. And I like it. And you do get gear and things that you can load up on and things. But to Mark's point, I'm like, I just can't deal with this. It's just like, it, no wonder this game is 80 hours long. It's two hours of gameplay and 78 hours of exposition. <laughs> I'll wait until they fix it. And apparently they have. They've they've pared down the dialogue. They've done a lot of these things very early on, which is great that they could do it. But this was also developed by 20 people. So it tells me why they don't have actual individual voice actors because they had 20 people. So, yeah, for, for, so I, I, I'll, I'll, I may I may come back to it eventually. Absolutely. For, for that team, it is like it, it's an impressive game and I can't wait. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that made me decide to put this game down and wait to go back. So I can't wait to go back to this game. And I, I'll 100 percent say that up front is the premise of the game, the look of the game, the the combat and stuff is very satisfying. Um, that that I can't wait to get back to this game, but I am holding off for that first big patch that's going to address some of those really annoying issues. But also I want to see this game in like the full next gen release. And they said they're they're doing that. Right now it's doing the backwards compatible Xbox One PS4 thing. So playing the, on the Series X, I'm getting some enhanced visuals and, and, you know, kind of steadier frame rate, but apparently there is a next gen version happening sooner rather than later. So uh, I've kind of decided to bench this one for now, but it's there. There've been a few times in the last couple of days and I've mentioned playing knockout city and Fortnite. And if knockout city wasn't so good, I think I would have just dealt with it and gone back to Biomutant. But because I have another game that's so good and hooking me so much, I've kind of decided to shelve it a little bit. And I've been reading up more on the patch notes and stuff, but like the world is intriguing. They have something there. And for a small team, it's wildly impressive to me that they're able to build up this world and build up this lore and, and make me interested in some of the things, but their, their approach to the, the storytelling is is just it's falling a little short the the story itself is cool but the the way they're telling it is just like okay get to the point let's blow something up yeah when you've got an, an uh basically an animal who looks like elvis and kind of makes that weird weird animal oh. noises but tries to sound like elvis they their tone is a little bit off too it's like kind of get alignment on where you want to be and where your story because at that point it just feels like it feels almost like a, a Sam and Max type goofy and silly, but then with this narrative, your mother was killed, and it's like take That's, a tone and yeah. go with it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, yeah, because it, it is yeah exactly to to your point on like some some of it's super super serious and like very dark, but they're also delivering it in a way that it's like okay, why are you going super satire with this, but also at the same time, like post-apocalyptic, apocalyptic, um, just dark and dreary. It's like, yeah, pick, pick a direction and stick with it. I I mean, I I will say, um, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I just want to say though, just real quick that, um, the, 
they did a great job of like getting this the this game out there because like it was on Conan O'Brien. That was like oh really? I was, I was surprised about that. Oh, that's right. It was on. It was on. Uh, what was a yeah. horrible gamer or yeah, yeah. gamer? Yeah, his, his. Yeah, that was that was very good. I did see that. Um, and that's how I found out about this whole dialogue thing that you guys are talking about, and the whole thing, the whole fact that um, that event happens. I don't know if I want to spoil it here on the show. That event happens, and you just kind of like look at it and you just go, "Okay, I got to go." And it's like, <laughs> it's like, what? Why? Uh, that was. Yeah, it, it was very, very interesting how they had um, got this, got this going game with, done with twenty people, and you know, kudos to them for that. But it's like you said, the tone was just kind of definitely seemed off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something there, and I hope they can survive this, and maybe it comes to Game Pass once they've worked all these bugs, because now people will not feel bad about trying it but 60 bucks for a game where it didn't get a lot of good buzz once it was out is a is a, mm. is a tough ta- tough ask especially when there's so many games to play and your time is more valuable probably than your dollars these days and i, I also we kind of skipped over it but todd you got this through gamefly and i actually ended up getting a code for this game so i do want to say thank you very much uh to to the developer and uh and and for this code in, in particular, um, but it was 101 games. Is that what it was called? Experiment 101. Yes. I can't remember the name Experiment of the, the developers. Yes. Yeah. And, and they, have, they show up a lot of problems for 20 people to make that type of game is highly impressive. And the production just probably needed to be tweaked a little bit and maybe just held back. But you know, it's, it's a different world. So maybe they need to do because they need the money to pay their people. All right, so Mark, you talked me into reading some Fortnite comics. <laughs> Are you guys aware of this yes, Fortnite crossover with Batman and all these fun things? Yeah. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll, I'll give the premise for this one and then, because I'm, I'm more of a Fortnite fan than Todd, uh, and to say Todd's a Fortnite fan at all is uh, probably a stretch. So... Um, yeah, so they're doing a six-issue Fortnite Batman crossover that I'm just loving because how stupid does that sound? And I'm a big Batman fan. I play Fortnite uh, a couple of times a week with my nephew and a few friends. So it's uh, it's it's a fun just drop in and shoot stuff kind of game. Um, but I also love the lore about it. They're building up this like weird mystery kind of universe. And if if you're even remotely interested in Fortnite, look up some YouTube videos of like the seven and the simulation kind of stuff that they're, they're hinting at in Fortnite, And they're really developing kind of a story through in-game cutscenes and little hints and stuff. Uh, we got one today that the next season is going to be aliens. And apparently people are getting abducted in the game and just dropped in other random parts of the map. Uh, but the aliens are nice. They're giving them full shield and full health. So, uh, you're going to end up somewhere random, but you're going to benefit from it. So um, they're not afraid to do weird stuff, but the Batman crossover comic is definitely one of those strange things. So um, I just picked up the newest issue this afternoon. I did not get a chance to read it yet, but so far we've seen things like Batman getting sucked into a portal from Gotham city. Uh, DC is working directly with the creators of Fortnite, and the people at DC keep pushing them and saying like, can we reveal this? And, 
Fortnite keeps saying yes or you know and or giving them hints about the underlying fabric of the Fortnite universe. Uh, so Batman gets sucked into this. He loses all of his memories, but he's still Batman. And I love the characterization of Batman as a, as a Batman fan of like strip away all of Batman's memories, his knowledge, whatever. He's still Batman. He's so well trained that being Batman and being a badass is just part of his DNA. So it's it's really cool to see Batman dropped into this universe and people shooting at him, and he just figures it out. Um, but also, everything resets every 22 minutes because the storm closes in, just like in real Fortnite. Uh, so not only does he not have his memories, but his memory resets every 22 minutes. So he leaves hints for himself all around the world and like starts carving it into his armor and all this kind of stuff. And it's so cool uh, because he can't talk to see this, all the dialogue is like Batman's internal dialogue of like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but my arm says that I can trust the cat because Catwoman's sucked in with him. Um, but he, you know, at first he finds this other big mm. cat, like from Fortnite, And he's like, yeah, I wonder if that's a cat I can trust. And the cat shoots at him and he's like, nope, nope, maybe not. Um, but it's so cool to see that like internal Batman monologue and dialogue and stuff. And like, just watch him literally figure shit out as he goes along. Um, and, and they, they've done that for a few issues. Uh, they introduced snake eyes because the, the people leading Fortnite were like, Batman's figuring stuff out too much. Let's uh, introduce someone that will distract him and like maybe take him down a few times. And snake eyes from GI Joe's just, dropped in. So it was like Batman versus snake eyes, two characters. I love, I was a hundred percent on board and uh, I'm just loving it for the incredible dumb fun. If you were like a kid in the eighties or nineties that loved GI Joe's and Batman, like pick up these comics, even if you don't like Fortnite, because it is just the dumbest shit. like Batman and snake eyes driving cars at each other, jumping out of the cars and sword fighting on top of the cars in the air. That's a freaking thing that happened. Like, it's great. Todd, what are you thinking as someone who is not a Fortnite fan? You read a couple of these. What are your takes? I read the first two. Um, and to Mark's point, it is like Memento, where Batman leaves himself hints on how how this happens. Uh, Batman's learning his way along the way. It's kind of cool. Um, and then we do open up with a third issue where you see someone almost observing Batman, almost like in monitor screens. And yet we got a problem with Batman. So what do we do? We need somebody to take him down. So I like that concept and uh i've read the first two like i said um i'm hooking mark's nephew up i believe with codes though because that's one of the big things every issue comes with digital codes for fortnite so there's something in it beyond just reading a comic and cool cool story so um i get dc infinite uh universe which is the comic digital comic series i get it for free apparently so i like i didn't have to spend any money i get it for mark um and apparently if you get all the the comic issues either physical or digital you end up unlocking batman in the game too so there's something there's layers and it's really cool i like this synergy i love comic books because to your point with like the teenage ninja turtle series all the things they can do in a comic book it's cheaper the idea don't cost a lot you don't have to worry about a, a huge budget i mean and turtles are doing really cool things like old man Raphael, i guess is what the comic is where <laughs> or their last ronin or whatever that issue is called where basically is the it's all these things are happening it's a very cool concept same thing with fortnite very easy to do and fortnite is 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 gonna go in other mediums eventually anyways that's what they're gonna be so i like this idea um the art was pretty decent although i don't understand why batman's in short sleeves it's a weird idea weird look but maybe that's important to get your arms movement. I don't know, I think but he didn't kill anybody. At least yeah. he didn't get a, 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 
that was the weirdest part. Like, I'm like, oh, Bama's going to shoot people. No, he doesn't. So even he remembers that he shouldn't kill anybody with his Fortnite pistols. And, you know, <laughs> oh, well. But yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. I did like how uh, I think it was in issue two that he met up. Uh, he, he saw Harley Quinn and he was trying to find Catwoman and he found Harley. And yes. it, he remembered it was like the clown has fully embraced the dancing and it showed her doing like the little Fortnite floss thing. And it was just like one of those stupid moments of like just a few for like, how do you dance in a comic book? But it like portrayed that she was doing the floss and like, of course Harley would do the floss and like Batman would judge her for it, even though he doesn't know that he's Batman. Like I just loved little weird moments like that. It just like, for me, that was just like, again, this like, so are we getting at the bat? Are we getting the bat to Z Mark? I hope so. I really hope that if they, cause that's what we need. We need the bat to Z. They dropped that in the e-shop day one. Exactly. Like, let's go. Like just, yeah, hundred percent. That, that is, I don't it's, usually spend it's, some it's, money on some dances, but I'll tell you what, that one's that one's getting right up there with my my BTS dances. Perfect. I love this. <laughs> Check it out, guys. It's in it's in comic book shops. And it's also digital online. I think you can still buy them all online and still get them. I, I, I think they're doing very well in stores as well. So visit your comic book shop or go online and buy them if you so want. Are, um, are you and then uh, really the quickly? Why not? You know, I need content for the other podcast. I'll, I will <laughs> easily read this and tell Charlie about it. Maybe entice Charlie, our co-host, because he loves G.I. Joe, to read this. It if might we get can get Charlie Batman, on board so. with a Fortnite comic book, I consider this year a win. Sure. I'm all in it. You know, anything to get Charlie actually engaged in other cultures beyond Star Trek, Star Wars, and everything else. Yeah. Why not? I'm down. Um, so I'll just wrap this up really quickly. Um, Resident Evil Village, I beat the game. And I will tell anyone, this game is far different than I expected. It is all in Resident Evil, though. They go places. It doesn't make any sense. It's weird. It's crazy. It's very bizarre. And I loved all of it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> um, even like how they opened the game with this like storybook, like, tale that looked like it was in a fair tale just so unexpected for resident evil game to do something like that and then the way they wrapped this up and they interlinked it to the other games and where they're going next with this i'm like this is pretty cool it's it's basically no spoilers but it is opening a new chapter on where they could go which i love because really we don't know where it's going next with resident evil are we going to get like an re4 remake are we going to get a code veronica remake and re9 is really where they've gone and gone first person and i'm intrigued but um, I will say this. I think I played it on casual rather than normal because I felt like a badass. I felt overpowered, had too much ammo, um, but I enjoyed myself heavily. Um, and that's perfectly fine. Um, it's scary enough and creepy enough that I didn't need to feel like, oh, my God, do I have enough bullets? So if you're interested in this type of game, it's fantastic. I played on PC, ran great, um, and I loved it. So it's definitely an experience you should check out. I mean, you can always wait till it's cheaper. I think it's like 40 bucks on PC now that you can find it there, yeah. but you know, it's, it's still, those games get cheaper, but they are wonderful. If you like the series. So Resident Evil village. And lastly, mass effect legendary. I'm playing it on PS five. I played the series, um, when it kicked off. That's the reason why I got an Xbox 360 is because I tried playing it on PC. I had a lot of issues with it, played on 360 and the rest is history. I played it all on 360 
and I love that series. But th- number one was really weird. It felt like really a PC game that was ported to console with not much changes. This game feels like they've really taken a hard look, made tweaks to it. Um, I haven't gotten very far into it, but I like what they've done so far with it. The 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 infamous elevator rides are super fast now. You can stay in the elevator as long as you want, but you can skip really quick if you want because load times are faster. Looks beautiful. I'm really enjoying it. I'm playing as FemShep this time, and the big part is FemShep is canon now. Uh, the model is now available at launch. Um, so uh, I'm enjoying it, and I really like it. So if you're interested in Mass Effect, uh, the series, you've never tried it because a lot of people didn't. Um, it's available for 60 bucks. all three games, all DLC, excluding one because they lost the source code and no uh, multiplayer yet. But if you're interested, it's fantastic. Love it. Cool. All right. Well, good deal, everyone. We are uh, now going to transition to no news this week because really the news that is coming is E3. Um, it is, and, and Mark, you're going to own this segment, but I just wanted to kick this off. So, Mark, tell us what is E3 like these years? Because this year feels a little bit different. Yeah. So E3 is uh, is coming back, which is which is cool. Um, so basically, yeah, it's kind of like the E3 time ish. I want to say it's E3 time because there are a few things going on with that. So uh, we've got like the summer game fest kicking off uh, June 10th. Uh, IGN expo is June 11th. Uh, And then we've got like E3 proper uh, hitting off like uh, June 12th, I think ish, uh, 12th, 13th is the Xbox showcase. Uh, the 12th is Ubisoft forward. Uh, we just had the Nintendo direct announced for part of E3. So everything's happening. We, we kind of, you know, a lot of people weren't super impressed with how summer game fest was like scattered randomly over the entire summer last year where there were some really big events and then there were some other things and it was really hard to pay attention to which one was important and which one was like a five minute announcement for a random indie game on a Tuesday. So it was like hard to plan things around of like how to cover it, how to react to things, uh, what to pay attention to, what's going to be a five hour stream and what's going to be a five hour or five minute, you know, basically this could have been an email. Um, so this year, yeah, it's, it's kind of all condensed. So uh, I'm 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 liking that, but it's you know it's it's all kicking off. There's going to be a lot of stuff in a very condensed uh, period of time. So we'll see how this time how it works out. Everything's digital again, um, but we'll we'll I guess maybe see next year if some of these events go in person and some stay digital. And I think the next couple of years is going to be a weird kind of transition period. But right now we're, we're kind of on the tail end of, of uh, hopefully tail end of, of all the COVID uh, shenanigans. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see what's going on, but basically what we're going to do for this bonus round, because there's so much that we could cover for E3. We could be here all night. We could be here for another three hours. uh, If we wanted to really dive into everything, so we're going to kind of simplify it instead. Um, everyone does a, an E3 prediction show, but we're going to do three things, three things each. That's it. The first one is what you expect to see. The second one is what you do not want to see. And the third one is what you really want to see. Like what's your wildest dream kind of scenario. So the expectation one, the first one we're going to do is the more, realistic expectations 
of what you expect to see at E3. So let's kick it off there. And uh, let's let's go maybe with with one of our guests. Are you guys are you guys ready to jump into this? I, I want Chris to take this one first since I went first on the other okay. side. So. All right, <laughs> so brave, so brave. Yes, yeah. push him forward. Uh, Chris, that's wanna, what I would do. do right? you jump in with the the first one. Let's, yeah. let's go. What do you expect to see during this? Let's just call it E three season, but it can cover any of the events that you want. Um, I expect this, this isn't a prediction, but I expect to see Microsoft announce another acquisition. Mm. Okay. Damn. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it might not be as like a big splash like Bethesda, but you know, it, it's probably be some like smaller studio, but I expect to see that cool. because you know, why not? Why not make the, their lineup be bigger? I've heard it might be a certain podcast run by a certain Canardian. Oh. Yes, they're going into <laughs> co-op mode. They really want to add a Star Wars That's podcast. right. That's a big acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any predictions uh, on what the acquisition could be? No. I mean, there's just so many, like, there's so many good small developers out there or like smaller, not like the ones that make the AAA games and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I have no idea. Take your pick on that. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I just expect something like that to happen. Hmm. Cool. But I like it. So we have an, uh, am I, Oh, sorry. Am I supposed to go through the, all of them no, right now? Or just, are we doing, are we doing round Robin Mark? Yeah. Let's stick to the first one. So Tom, uh, what do you have for what you expect to see during this E3 season? So this is something that I think is going to happen, right? Is that is that what Absolutely. we're going with? As opposed to something like pie in the sky, what I'd love to see happen, which is number three. Am I getting Absolutely. Right? Kind of like rumblings you might have heard or, or, or something that you kind of feel is going to happen. So this, this is a, this is a, this is mostly one, but with a little bit of three, um, Fallen Order two. That's all right. I think I think I think that's Ooh. definitely happening. Yes, and I think that we're going to see uh, at least confirmation that it is happening. Um, this would be the time to do it. That they're working on it. I love the first game. I, like I think it, it was yeah. fantastic. Like if you haven't, yeah, played I mean, it, you definitely should. Especially if you're a Star Wars fan, Agreed. and I'm it's curious. The more, the more of a Star Wars fan you are, the, the more they you announce. Play it. Yeah, where where, uh, where would they announce that? Announced? You think? I mean, EA Play is uh, is at the end of the month, and then we've got obviously the console holders earlier. Uh, the The Games Fest has all of basically everybody under the sun there as well. So that yeah, I mean, it's time to announce that game probably. But yeah, where would they announce that? That that's that's hard for me to say. Um, it seems like EA would want to take the reins on that, especially since they've opened up the license, and now you know you don't have to be EA to publish Star Wars anymore. Uh, so if since it sold so well, like really beyond expectations of you know EA and and a lot of people, uh, I think they would want to say, well, yeah, we may have we may be spreading this license around, but we're making this one. Like, you know what I mean? This is something anticipated that we're going to contribute. So I think, I think it would be in their own in-house. Mm-hmm. They, so they'd probably hold on to it till later. Good call. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so we won't see EA play live until like uh like Todd said uh Ju- like July, July, July 22nd. So this, yeah, July, yeah. that could be a while. So yeah, yeah I wonder if they would wait that maybe long not. or if they'd, they'd maybe, I wonder mm. if you could expect them to tease it maybe at the game fest kickoff. Cause yeah. they, EA is part of that, or they could throw it into to Microsoft or something like that. Um, and then, you know, they, they'd show kind of a teaser and then say, tune in to EA play July 22nd for a deeper dive into Jedi Fallen Order 2. I could see them doing something like that. Yeah. I agree with you. That, seem, that seems almost Man, I, am, I mean, like if you want to throw them a bone early, if you want to throw them a bone earlier, you could just toss uh, Yoda's desktop adventures <laughs> as the reveal on Xbox. You could. You know, you I'm getting know death stares from Mark. You know my feelings about Yoda stories for the Game Boy. I don't know how the PC one was. I've heard it's better. <laughs> you know my. Thoughts. It was just as it. It's probably just as bad. Uh, I, 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 I own actually the PC to, one, and I kind of recently discovered this. Oh, really? I I think Tom. That means that you have to do a stream of. Yoda, Yoda desktop stories. So Mark I've got to imagine this. it's probably like so, a yeah. DOS game, right? Like, I mean, it's not a CD-ROM, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could run it. Maybe uh, it's probably somewhere. just above a screensaver level of uh, interactivity. <laughs> the the Game Boy was was basically unplayable. It was the worst like bargain bin find I've ever I've ever experienced. So, uh, but I, I am wondering if if this will. Or kind of to, to continue on your point, I'm wondering if we will see the Star Wars license used by any other developers here. Hmm. Is it going to be? I, I think it's very. Or now that they've opened it up, yeah, yeah. Could we see you know Ubisoft tackle something and say like, guess what, EA, you're waiting until July. We're we're dropping this news on June 12th. Hmm. You know, here's our Star Wars game. Uh, that we'll that could be down very the interesting this season. Yeah. If, Very interesting. Yeah. I, I tell you, I think KOTOR, I keep hearing rumors about KOTOR being remade, remastered, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I think that needs to make an appearance. I wonder if that would show up on the I mean, Xbox I think, or if that would show up on one of the other presentations. Well, it's uh, Bioware is owned by EA. They did it originally, but Obsidian did the sequel. They could just say, Obsidian, do you have any free time? Xbox, <laughs> would you like to have an uh, exclusive? Can you make imagine some magic happen? An Xbox exclusive Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, though, um, the massive, I think uh, Ubisoft massive is actually, they, they, they made an announcement that they're doing a Star Wars game. They, yeah. they so, are. Yes. We so just know nothing about it. So this could be yeah. a debut there. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Cool. Uh, Todd, what's, what's your prediction for uh, what do you expect to see? Well, after uh, dipping into Avengers again um, and being utterly reminded why I don't care to go back to that game, my what I expect to see is, and I've heard rumblings, that Ubisoft is making a Marvel game as well, and that game is going to be Galaxy of the Gardens of the Galaxy. Hmm. So I, I really think it's time for Marvel games to step up because right now they essentially have one series that's doing well, but beyond that, the biggest franchise in the world, Avengers, nobody cares about that game. They need some love. Now I saw that there's a new mobile, like multiplayer RPG coming out. That looks phenomenal. I'm like, why does that look better than the Avengers game on console? 
the characters look right. That looks fun and it's going to be on mobile, everybody free to play. So it's time for Marvel to really dip in and visit, revisit those characters. I would hate, I mean, even Marvel ultimate Alliance three, maybe that, that agreement with Nintendo could finally end and go to other consoles that could actually improve the gameplay of that game. Uh, Cause it wasn't great. I enjoyed it, but I think it could be. So I think we're going to see, I'd expect to see more Marvel games announced because that's they're leaving so much money on the table, especially in the gap. Just imagine if more Marvel's games had came out when there weren't Marvel movies out in the theaters. Oh yeah, yeah. so people are hungry for that franchise, so it needs to happen. I was um, who was it? Was it Raven Software that did X Men Legends and stuff like that? Oh, uh, they did. Uh, they Raven did do uh, X Men Legends, which is not available anywhere on any yeah. console. The rights expired. They could make a remake of that. There was the uh, Wolverine Origins, that fantastic game. game. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. That was like the best movie tie-in game. Probably one of the best movie so tie-in good. games I've ever played. It's literally better than the movie. Even the Captain America <laughs> game. Yeah, even the Captain America game on uh, that was on three sixty. I forgot who made it. It felt like. I don't even know, like a God of War game. Ultimately, it was really good mm. too. So there's so many Marvel games that could be brought forward. Even the Deadpool game was fun. So, yeah, <laughs> that was excellent. There's another Nolan North, I think. Yeah, Nolan North did yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, yeah. uh, what do you expect to see? I so we're man. I we we didn't plan this out. Nobody shared their stuff. Well, I don't know if you if you guys did, but uh, but Todd and I didn't share our predictions at all. We had no idea what we were going. But it seems to be heavily Xbox, <laughs> at least a little bit. Uh, we, we've mentioned Xbox, but I'm going to continue that trend. So uh, I'm I'm expecting Xbox to bring it. I'm expecting uh, them to really showcase why they've been acquiring studios. I'm expecting Starfield to be kind of the end cap on a, a vast montage of, of whether it's clips, teasers, trailers, whatever. Uh, but it's going to be highlighting all of the Xbox studios projects that they've been building up for the last few years with all of these acquisitions. And I love that you went with they're they're doing a new acquisition because for all my, <laughs> for all my expecting to see what their acquisitions have paid off to, um, I never thought of that. So I, I love that you added that. That's, that's great. Um, I think we're going to see some new game announcements in early development some solid trailers for games that they've announced uh fable indiana jones we might see an early teaser trailer or something like that uh ever wild perfect dark i'm expecting just trailers and teases and and stuff that's that's more than just a, a title on a screen basically which is a lot of what we've seen from xbox so far uh but they've got a lot of stuff cooking and i think it's time that we actually start tasting some stuff rather than just being like well i'm sure it smells good uh but i i also think and this is kind of you know what we want to see or whatever i'm kind of i'm mixing them up but whatever uh <laughs> i think we're gonna get an early I'm docking points whatever fine yeah knock all the points off you want but i think we're gonna get an early gear six teaser it's gonna be pretty vague and it's it's gonna I think for gears cross the line, there's going to be a lot of speculation afterwards, whether it's CG or is this finally taking full advantage of the series X, uh, hardware. 
So that's it. Um, again, kind of crossing. I'm, I'm just going to, uh, I'm spinning off this uh, just because we've been talking about some weird games. Um, Psychonauts 2. I think they're going to drop it the day of in Game Pass. Like it's going to be an announcement that they're going to be like, hey, you can download Psychonauts 2 like right now in Game Pass. So go do that. Uh, I just expect that because I, I think that game's like, it, it sounds like they've been hinting that it's pretty close to ready. So I think like they're going to do one of those weird like, and it's available now kind of announcements. And I think it's going to be Psychonauts. So, um, so that's it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think they're going to, I think Xbox is really going to showcase what they've been up to. I like that idea of, um, and I, I think, it, I mean, there's, Psychonauts 2 is available everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. That's still a agreement they had to be on other yeah. platforms. But what they could start doing, and to your point, Mark, it's first on X, it's Game Pass, even if it's just a day before it's on shelves, because obviously there's going to be physical copies that need to go out. So, mm-hmm. but that could, that's where they could go and basically say, it's going to go out first. You're going to get it here, like how EA Play yeah. does early, like you get it two weeks early or two days and, early. So, I think that's something they could definitely do. And they, they could even drop that because this was a, a backed game, right? Like it was backed on Fig, uh, kind of like Kickstarter. So, what they, I think so. Yeah. yeah what what they yeah. could do is say like it's available for our fig backers and to Game Pass Ultimate subscribers. Sure. You know, just to to kind of balance that out of like, oh, we feel ripped off because we backed this game and we should get it first. So there there may be some kind of tier leveling thing where it's, uh, you know, it's available for this and this. Uh, if you did back it on Fig, they could even throw like a bonus or something there if you have Game Pass or or some way to make it uh, worthwhile or whatever. But uh, yeah, we'll 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 see. I don't know if it's realistic to expect that to drop on Game Pass just because of those weird little agreements, but um, but that's yeah, like I said, this is kind of balancing between that uh, hope and expectation thing. But uh, I'm going to stick with it for now. All right, so that wraps up our what do we expect to see. Now let's move on to what we don't want to see. <laughs> this is this is the stuff that you just straight up do not want to see during this season what's what's the big no 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 list for you uh let's let's start off with uh let's let's go with tom for this one first okay all right well here's the thing i can have unrealistic (laughs) expectations right Right. I, I can say I can say mm-hmm. things I don't want to see, even though I fully well expect <laughs> to see them. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. This is your own personal. Absolutely. Cool. No, no. I, list. You know, it doesn't have to come true. I'm I'm tired of first person shooters, generally speaking, especially Call of Duty. I'd love for that franchise to just take a break forever, um, <laughs> or at least for a long time, right? And then you could come back forever, and you can make something yeah. really cool and interesting. Um, but that's not going to happen, right? Like the games print money. So they're going to keep happening just like every other sports title. Like, right. There's going to be a Madden. There's going to be a FIFA. There's going to be a call of duty. There's going to be like, those things are just going to happen. Right. We take them for granted at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'd like for those sorts of things to maybe get, just watch the Nintendo showcase and you'll have to worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there you go. So uh, besides that though, uh, maybe a, something that I'd like to not see. So I'm, I'm con- I want to say something that I'm kind of con- conflicted about. Okay. Like Chris, I love Uncharted. It is my favorite franchise of like the modern generation, right? So I, I agree with Chris on there. Uh, but I think Uncharted was done at Uncharted 3. 
Okay. I was very happy with how Uncharted 3 ended. And then they went and made Uncharted 4. And I was like, uh, why are you making this game? And then I played it and I very much enjoyed it. But then again, the game was over and I'm like, okay, but like no more this time. Okay. And then they did the the DLC game and made that right. And I was like, this was DLC. So maybe that's okay. But you released it as a standalone game. So shame on you. Like no more Uncharted. I, I love Uncharted. Please no more Uncharted. The franchise is over. Uh, put that energy somewhere else. We're you're not expecting, like, so you don't want to see. I don't want to see. I love movie, it. The game. <laughs> no, that's not. No, that's not on your top ten. I don't want to see that. See? Uh, no, Marky Mark saying, "Hey, I say hello to your think... treasure for me." No. <laughs> <laughs> I think Uncharted is a very cinematic game. So, in terms of games that are most likely to transition well into being a film. Right. I think Uncharted is probably at the top of the list. Like there are games that you just shouldn't make into movies. Mario Brothers, I'm looking at you. Um, but sometimes you can take an, a franchise and you could pivot and make a movie out of it and it will work. And I think Uncharted's going to work. I don't know about the casting. We'll wait and see how that goes. All right. I, I do want to pick up something that you just laid down there, though, with the Mario movie. It, it, this is kind of off kilter. Did you just hear that they found like 20 minutes of new footage no, of that film? Cut. <laughs> like a club scene. Unfound. Oh, I love it. Is it the Snyder cut? <laughs> did, did Zack Snyder find that footage? Did he make that footage? I want to know. Just and it's going to be another was... three hours because Zack Snyder is going to extend it to super slow motion. <laughs> it's a woman smelling Mario's overalls <laughs> and singing a song in Kupalish. Love it. Oh my God. Is that a language, Koopalish? It is now. <laughs> it, it, no thanks. I wouldn't be surprised. I just ruined the podcast. <laughs> don't, okay. Uh, I don't so, want to see that either. So, beyond, so just <laughs> no more in charge. That's what you're but Okay. No, no Mario. Mario movie either. <laughs> no Mario Snyder cut. No Uncharted. No first no. person shooters. Anything else you want to like kill while you're at it? <laughs> it's just, Jeez, the no, no, man. Show. I can keep going. We could be here all night. Uh, no, I think <laughs> Uncharted is a game that I loved, but I think it's, it's done. Uh, Call of Duty was never something I liked, so I'm ready for it to be done. Um, and, uh, they should not, I don't, not that E3 is the place for it, but like stop adapting video games into bad movies that just don't do that. It, it's not good for anybody. Um, I, so, I do have a follow up on the Uncharted thing. Sure. Um, it is funny that Naughty Dog for the longest time did not keep making the same franchise for the longest time they had um what was it crash bandicoot mm -hmm. was the first game they made on playstation one they stopped making those they went to playstation two they made jack and daxter stopped making those they made uh uncharted yep and then they made a new franchise as well with last of us yep they went to playstation four didn't make a different and new franchise they carried it forward i think it's time to your point for Naughty Dog to make a new franchise. That would be great. Let's do that. Cool. <laughs> I hope that's what they're doing. They're, they're a great developer. I love the things that the, they make. Uh, do that. The the What We Want segment is coming up later, Todd. Uh, thanks for skipping oh, ahead, though. Uh, but I, this, I didn't use it up. I didn't use it up. I didn't use it up. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, so, Todd, since since you, you jumped ahead a little bit, let's back it up for a second and see what you – 
don't want to experience this E3 season? Um, what I don't want is this being Microsoft once again saying, look all the things we've done and, and captured, but we have no new games to show for it. No gameplay, no nothing. But it's going to come eventually. But here's some old games that we've sped up. Here's some games we bought that are three years old and put on Game Pass. And maybe here's some games that are kind of subpar um, that you probably didn't want to spend 40 bucks on. We're going to give it to you free. Uh, that's what I, I'm tired of that narrative. It's gotten old. They've had a lot of studios that have had like five or six years, Halo Infinite, to put out a damn good game. They've had uh, a bunch of other opportunities like uh, was State of Decay, two very not great games that were received well, but had a lot of issues. Um, a lot of Forza's, a lot of Forza Horizons, a lot of Gears. And, and it's time for new franchises to step forward. Um, and I'd say the, the big standout with Xbox last gen was probably... Um, uh, I guess it's Sea of Thieves now, right? Because that was the one that really felt doing something different. So now it was a new franchise that came through. Ori also came out, but they don't own that franchise. That's a different developer. They're, they publish it, but they don't own the franchise. So I'm really waiting to see those new games step up. I think it's perfectly fine to get Gears and all those things. But I, I hate to say this, but Gears doesn't have a lot of buzz anymore for a lot of people because it's been around for three, almost three generations now. Um, Halo's the same way. So I think it's time for Xbox to put their money where their mouth is and say, these are when these new franchises are appearing and this is when you'll play them. And this is why we spent all this money and this is where Game Pass is going to have its value versus old games. They'll have first party behind it and it's going to be there. And they're also going to have games that are powered the Series X because I'm tired of seeing Xbox One games carried forward and not really allowing those other consoles to shine because yeah. they have to support the others and maybe it's lacking. But I, I, that's what I, I'm just tired of Xbox having a narrative that just has never played out yet, mm-hmm. and I want it to shine. So I, I don't want to see more CGI games that we don't know when they're coming. So that's where I want to see Xbox really put to tell us what's coming with dates and be hardcore for 2022 because that's when we're all expecting them to finally deliver. So your, that's where I'm at. Your what we don't want to see list and my what I expect list are like parallels to one another it's just you kind of went like absolutely i, I didn't i didn't rate on your parade there, doing this and and mine was kind of like i want them to do this so it's a that's that's kind of a funny uh, little little crossover there uh chris what do you not want to see for e3 um kind of i i kind of like picking everything from what from what todd and tom said um i definitely hope they don't put a lot of time into like sports games because mm-hmm. we know they're just going to be iterations of whatever it is. Yeah. Better graphics, whatever, but okay, we get it. It's pretty much the same game. Um, and I agree also, I don't want to see a lot of trailers, but uh, like, like I want to see actual gameplay footage, not like the fake stuff that they've done in the past. Um, and uh, I just, <laughs> I don't know how to, how to say this, but um, to well, to your point, Todd, about like Xbox not showing any of the new stuff, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with this because they said that they were going to support the old generation at least for a year or two. Yeah, that's kind of vague because, yeah, they said at least a year. And we, yeah, we know some games have already come out like Medium that came out actually didn't. And they yeah, so it's, it's kind of muddy. Yeah. So like, 
because the problem right now is especially like I think Sony recently just got like torched because of the fact that now God of War and Gran Turismo Seven are all are, are coming to the PlayStation Four when they were like, oh, we're not, we're all about generations, and now generations. they're like, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, so. They celebrate so, all generations. <laughs> so we're not um, ageist. We're not ageist. We love all of the old consoles. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. And um, from from the Nintendo side, I don't know. I just I just hope that I kind of don't want to see another. This is going to be controversial because <laughs> uh, Tom and I talked about this a little bit. Another Zelda game for a little bit. <laughs> I know it's been old for a little, but I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the series. Uh, the The last game I played, Last Zelda, was uh, a Link to the Past. That was the last one I played. What? 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 Even I struggle, and I'm notorious Nintendo hater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right, well, yeah. It's, bad news. Uh, it's I been think we're going to see Breath of the Wild too. So uh, maybe <sighs> tune out from the Nintendo. Uh, what is it? A 40 minute. Um, presentation they have planned and i'm guessing 20 40 minutes and then three hours of clubhouse live which will be all zelda all the time no just kidding hours of zelda (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's yeah it's uh, temper your expectations for nintendo i know yeah considering nintendo hasn't shown much of their hand for the second half it's kind of funny that they talked about 40 minutes of games coming to 2021 with some not in 2021, which means, you know, 75% of the time will be in new games, which considering they typically don't do a lot of Pokemon because they, they let Pokemon company do that. So there's really nothing beyond uh, what Skyward Sword Mark that we know of yeah. that has a hard release date. So yeah. And, and it is Zelda's 35th. It's Metroid's 35th. Um, so I'm I'm right with you. Don't show any Zelda because we know more Zelda's coming. Mm-hmm. Show us something else. Yeah, like, like you said, Metroid would be kind of cool because yeah. it has been a while. Absolutely. And they announced it, right? They just haven't yeah, made yeah. it or, or haven't yeah, shown they, anything. Well, they announced it and then they started it over and then they announced that they'd started it over and they said it's, it's going to take a while. So <laughs> M- Metroid. That logo is keeping Joey Ferris alive. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing. No, I'm not going to get started on this. I just like release the trilogy. I'm just no. They just no. All right, absolutely. No, we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about stuff I don't want to see because I'm gonna go on a Metroid rant and I can feel it. Uh, okay, so okay, Chris. I, anything else, Chris? Anything else yeah. you want to kill? Sacrifice. Uh, uh, I'm good right now. Okay. I'm good. Okay. I'll let Mark do his thing. All right. Okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to. to uh, Metroid's a trigger. Uh, okay. So things <laughs> I don't want to see is, uh, you know what? We mentioned we're all online this year. It's It might be the last time we're all online. Uh, hopefully, you know, we can do in-person events. But while we're online, I don't want to see the kind of stuff that slows the pacing right down. I want to keep things amped. I want to keep things uh, as concise as can be. We talked about Xbox and Bethesda sharing a stage. How is that going to work? They've got 90 minutes. You know, someone's going to get trampled on, but I hope they can keep things concise. Um, there's there's nothing worse, and Nintendo's bad at this. Every platform has done this. There's nothing worse than seeing some like super hype trailer, some great gameplay, and then they say, and now we're going to watch the first five minutes of this 
action RPG mission that it explains some weird new mechanic that you're not going to fully get until you actually play the game yourself, but you're going to watch someone play it and it's going to be more boring than golf. (laughs) Uh, Stop that. Um, I just, I want, you want some things. cool elite gamer speak, Mark, when a squad's going in to take out the dudes. Say, hey, gamer 25, get them. Yeah. 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 On your six. All right. Uh, no, don't need that kind of shit. Good I job, just, gamer guy. Yeah. I want to, if you're going to do gameplay and you're going to pretend that you're online, I want to hear someone's dog barking. I want to hear a kid scream. Yeah. I want to hear someone's wife come down and go, oh my God, are you still playing this? Like, I want the realistic kind of stuff like that like you know if if that's what you're going kind of like when i'm i was just watching mark and i saw loren walk behind exactly you. yeah you know she's like doing things, things like that or my cat coming uh, into my room i want yeah, yeah you know the 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 other day when we were we were talking and your cat and your dog were like eating each other and charlie was like you know trying to plug and unplug his microphone it was like i want real life you know um but i i also want it to be like it's life know, not pace like yeah. a snail um, we, we, like I said, we've seen every platform do this and I just, this year while things are online, they can edit things, they can plan things, keep it streamlined, keep me interested and don't break the pace with, uh, with some horseshit gameplay, something or other that just, just kills everything. That's my no, no list. So let's move on. Let's get, I feel about PowerPoints and the sales charts. Yeah. Right. Like it's just oh. none of that. Skip it. Skip it. <laughs> This could have been. You, an email. you don't want to hear about their quarterly been. earnings. No, no. How many engaged gamers we have? We have fifty-five million players currently. Yeah, don't no. Skip it. Uh, so I uh, let's let's move on. Let's let's keep things or end things on a positive note. What do we want to see? Let's kick this one. Uh, uh, let's kick this one off with uh, with Chris. Chris, what do you want to see? What's your dream for E three? Ooh, I dream for E3. Um, in terms of acquisitions, <laughs> I would love for um, Microsoft to come in and say that they bought WB Games. Ooh. Ooh. I just yeah. feel like that, that's a mic drop right there because then they have Batman, like, that's theirs. Because then, because, you know, Sony has Spider Man and Bat- Xbox has Batman. Like, that would be. That would be insane. You just made me clutch. You get like the monkey's paw curse, though. No, no, you get the monkey paws curse, though. You buy WB games, but you don't get any of the DC properties. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> Oops. This is the, the dream properties. Yeah. <laughs> the monkey's paw. Yes. I, I, I love that prediction. That's uh, No, that's a great that's prediction awesome. because awesome. it could go so many bad ways if Activision got them. Uh, yeah. And. That that whole acquisition is weird because Discovery or, or AT&T is keeping some of it, I guess, which mm. is just horrible because AT&T is a horrible company. It's like, no, no. But just imagine yeah. if Mortal Kombat just on Xbox. That would oh be that would be phenomenal. Love it. Like because it's it'd be it'd be such a like a a screw you to Sony, because especially mm-hmm. since they bought since they acquired Evo. To then take yeah. away to take away Mortal Kombat from that, that would be hilarious. 
So I, I, I think know. I said that when they. Bought I don't know if they're that petty though. I said, well, because it's it's entirely possible for like them to buy like that or like Capcom or something. Like it's entirely possible for Microsoft to just be like, oh, you own the tournament, cool. We own all the games, bitch. Like, hundred yeah. percent possible. <laughs> or Activision buys them, and then we get like, uh, you know, oh. Batman dance central or something weird just just milking those franchises and killing them oh my god yeah. batman what epic, that's what's just, just imagine if epic bought them mark just think of that fortnite could own all of the dc properties fortnite could have all of the dc properties that'd be crazy yeah 100. they're big enough i mean they they've yeah. got i in, in fortnite i've got like three batman skins harley quinn joker flash Green Arrow, Aquaman. I mean, I think they own a decent, <laughs> a decent wow. chunk. What's Harry, anyway. uh, what's Harry yeah. Potter doing? He could show up. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well. Sorry, I, I, Chris, I killed your, <laughs> killed your mojo. No, no it's <laughs> so rude. It's okay, this is this is your podcast. <laughs> we're, we're just here. We're just guests. It's all good. We get it. Just wait till you come on our podcast. <laughs> Payback time. You'll give me like uh, you'll give me two. You'll give me twenty minutes and ten games to play. <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. Chris, is there any any other dream scenarios for for E three? Um, one more. I'd love for Blizzard to give a release date for Diablo. All right, Diablo two. But- yeah, no, not that one. Diablo oh, no. Like to... Oh, not Diablo oh, okay. Not the, not, yeah. the, not the resurrection. Not the remaster. I don't need, I don't need a remaster. I need a new game. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like so, I mean, I, I appreciate, I know a lot of people love Diablo 2 and all that stuff, but it's like, come on, let's let's keep things going. I want to see what this franchise is about now. So Nice. Beauty. Um, all right, Tom, what's your E3 dream scenario what do you want to see uh, hmm. i think and you're, you're going to notice a trend here my dream scenario is an announcement for star wars battlefront 3 i don't think it's going to happen uh but i would love for it to be announced uh and i know that that a lot of people myself and included when when battlefront 2 came out it was not a good game, okay? No one is arguing with you uh, that on the internet. If somebody has an argument with you, you're, you're misunderstanding the context of the argument. Battlefront 2 now is a good game. And that's, that shows you that you can release mm-hmm. a subpar game and over time fix it, okay? No Man's Sky is another great example of a game that released was hot garbage when it came out. No offense to these guys. But they put a lot of time and energy into writing that wrong. And now that game is amazing. Uh, so uh, I think I would love to get an announcement uh, that they were working on a Star Wars Battlefront 3 uh, because, you know, with, with a next generation consoles, uh, with more, you know, technology where it is right now, I think they could do some amazing stuff. I don't know what star wars properties they would tie into it because there aren't films to rely on but uh as we may have discussed earlier i don't think star wars films are the strongest star wars properties outside of the original trilogy 
so I think that perhaps they should be looking at the other places in Star Wars for inspiration and using that as the grounds uh, for another Battlefront title. I'd love to see that. Yeah, that'd be great. So that that that's my pie. I, I like sky. Battlefront too. I I really only played like the campaign. Uh, uh, do you think they continue with the campaign like the the last one where that was like kind of like the first post was it the post Je- first post Jedi like canon content? I'm trying to remember that. Was it uh, in the new canon? Yes, because it was right after the 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 uh, the, the moon. Yeah, because it was like the the what the uh, the uh, the Endor, the moon of Endor. That yeah. it was like post that. Yeah, that would so, probably timeline yeah. wise, it'd be a little bit before Mando. So yeah, that yeah yes yeah yeah because Mando takes place five years after Return of the Jedi and uh, Battlefront Two yeah. happens uh, immediately after uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Includes the events of Return of the Jedi as you described. I was just gonna say yeah, like during and then after. Um, yeah, really, really cool. All right. But uh, yeah, I'm a big um, Star Wars fan. Todd. So, you know. Excellent. Well, we'll, we'll have to have you on uh, Holocron Chronicles, uh, our Star Wars show as well. That'd be, uh, be fun I, to talk to. I hurt Tom's heart when I told him I really wasn't a huge Star Wars fan. <laughs> I told him, yeah, we do a Star like Wars podcast, but I am nowhere near that beast. So. <laughs> Perfect. Like, don't hate That's me. unfortunate. Talk way more I'm sorry, Todd, here. but we're, we're unlikely yeah. to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I, I will. I will cl- keep my mouth closed and enjoy the friendship we've created. <laughs> well, <there laughs> and let Mark in, in, embrace your Star, Star Warsness. Perfect. Oh well. Um, yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Uh, enjoy what you love. Uh, yeah. Tom, yeah. So for me, what I want to see. So um, I really want to see what is coming to next gen only and giving us experiences that are not on last gen. I don't want just prettier or faster games. I want experiences like we had with the nemesis system with shadow of uh, Mordor, where that system was not possible on PS3 and Xbox 360. So it got left behind. So I want to see if we're going to get cross gen games. I want to see the, the next gen games get those cool experiences and sorry, last gen, you don't, you still get the game, but it's not going to be as good. And guess what? That's perfectly mm-hmm. fine because you've had eight years of these systems and you'll still be able to play them forever. But I want to understand why my SSD, this high-end graphics card, RTX, all these cool things, and UE5, Ulti- Unreal Engine 5 is coming and it's going to do some phenomenal things. Gaming isn't just better graphics and better frame rate. It is things you couldn't do because the hardware just wasn't capable of it, the way it loads, um, the way you can generate AI and things like that. I want experiences like that. Every generation, we get those experiences that just push the bar so much forward. And I think people are just jaded to think that's all you can get because we are carrying forward systems for so long. I mean, remember when they thought console systems were going to die and we're just going to move to mobile only or something else or streaming? It's different. And we see these graphics cards that are doing things that we can't even believe. So it's time for now to push forward and say, yep, we're going to get cross-gen games for a while, but these are the experiences why you spend $500, kind of like why you spend $1,200 for a gaming PC. Um, It's not because you can do it on the old systems. So I think it's time to see these experiences and how we push them forward. Because without that, then you start saying, why do I buy a new console? Faster load times, looks prettier. What's the big deal? It's not worth it. So I just want things that show us what's possible 
and what we can really engage with. And it's not just more of the same. It's new franchises. Like, like with when I remember when Gears of War was shown on Xbox 360, I'm like, this looks phenomenal and it's something new. We need more of those type of experiences versus Uncharted 15, <laughs> Halo 85, Gears 16. Uh, what's That's another franchise, you know, Far Cry 82. I mean, mm-hmm. we've just been seeing this franchise fatigue and, we, and, and even when we get new experiences and new franchises, they're scared of failing. So they don't always, you know, aim high. They aim low or mid-range like Bio Mutant or Outriders. So I'm really curious to see what those games are. And, and Xbox has some things in the chamber that I can't wait to see what they can do. PlayStation has shown us a little bit, but I think there's more to be shown. And uh, yeah, I'm really curious. And uh, I think there's some uh, sleeping uh, beasts that lie in the PC gen and uh, in, in region that we just don't see yet, especially from China. Like some of the games we've seen, some of these developers that are creating these games and largely the East and other territories have not been participating They've been playing like RPGs and things like that. So that's what I want to see. I want to see other people playing and showing us what's possible because it's going to be phenomenal. So I don't know what that is. And that's the problem. I don't know what it is, but when I see it, I'll know it and I'll love it. So um, more to come. Uh, and that's where I'm so excited. So make my dreams real, guys. That's It's very simple. I'm very easy to please. Just make me happy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was very vague, wasn't it? I can't be graded on that experience, can I? I, I get that though. I, like you, you want to see, you want to see something that you didn't know was possible. So it's hard to to nail that down. But absolutely. I think we all get that because we've all experienced that. Like we remember looking at you know, WCW versus NWO on N64 and being like, graphics can never get better than this. No. Look at Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, you know, I just created this. His digital beer. Just <laughs> like me. And, uh, you know, like we, we, we yeah. all remember that. And, it, you know, like you didn't know what could be done until you saw the next thing. So, um, I, yeah, I think we haven't really seen that for this generation yet. So a hundred percent, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding. I'm, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I I do want to say, though, just because how Microsoft with Game Pass, I think this this is their opportunity to do some crazy experimental experimental mm-hmm. games. Like, they've already done it right now with, like, Grounded. Yeah. yeah. Like, no one – it was such a cool concept, and it was – I mean, okay, it's kind of like the survival slash, um, like, Sea of Thieves kind of cooperative kind of game. But – you know, it was it was still something like, you know, it's not like you said, it's it's a it's a new franchise. It's it's something new, and it's like, you know, I was I was really amped to play it because it was something to try out, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, still waiting for it to finish, but you know, it, it is what it yeah. is. That's a triple A indie idea, right? It's it's basically they have the money to do something that's inventive and yeah. cool, mm-hmm. kind of like Hellblade um, when that came out. It blew everybody away, and that wasn't backed behind a huge team. So you think about if they can do that with a limited budget and just blow you away with visuals, the, the, yeah. you know, the, there's there's unlimited potential to what they can do, especially if the pressure's off with Microsoft to say, just do what you do well, and eventually put out a game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris, do you want to keep going with what your dream E3 scenario is? Here he did, right? They did yeah, Battlefield. Did. Oh yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. I, that was uh, or no, you did WB. acquisition. You did acquisition. Yeah, another yeah, acquisition. Did, WB Games. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, Tom did uh, Battlefront Three. Right. Yes. 
a lot of lot of balls juggling here. That's I'm trying okay. to remember who said what already, and, and <laughs> he can edit all uh, that out. Like right. You and your balls, man. Mine, uh, mine yes. is mine is very simple. It's wave race, baby. <gasps> that would be amazing. All I've ever wanted. Wow. Wave race. Ooh. Uh, that's that's it. If if Nintendo gives me Wave Race, I'm I'm a happy happy boy. Uh, that that's that's <laughs> what I want to see. I just you know like I could I could go off on like I want to see some next gen pretty things. I want to see something I've never seen before. Yes, hundred percent. All of those things, all of the things that all of you guys said, but also just like let me ride like a Wave Runner or a jet ski or whatever next to a pretty dolphin. Like you stick a fork in me. I'm done. Like let's just, that's, that's it. That's what I want. Um, so wave race. That's, that's, that's my, that's the end. <laughs> I, I love wave runners Mark, in, it, in real life. So yes, I'm, me too. I'm right yeah. here with you. And uh, wave race was one of the first games that I owned on N64. So you know, me and my brother played the hell out of that back in the day. Yep, so me too. Mark, if it gives you any promise, the team that made 1080 snowboarders is making a VR game they, with snowboarding. No, so I, maybe there's hope for uh, Wave Race. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet, but um, I've heard about that game. <laughs> um, don't love it. Don't get your hopes up. Mm. Maybe. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, no, I can't say who I try to give you some hope. I don't know. Sorry. Well, mm. uh, teams can still do mm. stuff, but sometimes they aren't great. Uh, the products aren't great. Um, yeah. No. I. Yep. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to get in trouble or get someone in trouble. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> segue. Yep. <laughs> well, um, I, I think it's exciting. We're, you know, we're probably going to be spoiled before this comes out. I got to edit tonight, probably, and things like that. But we are hearing rumors about Nintendo launching maybe a new Pro Switch Pro before E3, so people can talk about the games that are in that. Um, we know Battlefront is actually going to have the reveal coming soon. We actually had Sonic had a big event. Uh, let's see. Somebody else had a big event. Uh, oh, uh, there was a state of play with Horizon. So mm-hmm. this is kind of a crazy era where just people are putting out lots of game news, and this is very exciting. So if we didn't talk about it, it's just because it hasn't come out yet. So um, I think this is an exciting time. It feels more like it would normally feel in a normal era with really exciting game news. Um, so guys, uh, just be prepared because Nerd Christmas is coming <laughs> in about a week. So get excited. Can't wait. Can't wait. I hope they call it the Super Nintendo Switch. Just yes. you know. oh, that would be great. Yes, we we dubbed the uh, Xbox Series the Super Xbox, and they didn't listen to us. <laughs> it'd, uh, it'd be better know, than the Switch. You, they don't know anything. The sw- <laughs> oh. <laughs> Super Switch U Deluxe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well, gentlemen, new thank Nintendo you for joining Switch. us. This was awesome. New, new. Yes, in quotes. Because new Nintendo Switch. Yes. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. This was a hoot. It was a, a holler. It was fun. Um, 
And we talked a lot of games and people should definitely follow you on the internet. So how can they do that? Well, they can catch us on Twitter at TC1H1D. Um, we've got our podcast on pretty much every platform. Um, uh, Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. We're probably on there. And um, we we do stream our gameplays now at uh, our, our I don't know, the Twitch channel is 1H1D. And finally, we added a TikTok. I haven't, I've only added one thing, but um, probably going to add some more once I figure it out. I'm still learning because I'm a boomer, I guess. So, you know. I love it. it I love it. Yeah. I, I shame man, Chris I just made a for TikTok, setting up a TikTok. Uh, post. No, I, I made a TikTok post um, about killing uh, one of like the tough AI characters in Fortnite. And like, to me, it blew up. I know it's not like 2 million views, but it's like getting close to like 800 views and none of my other TikTok videos. And I only have like six on there, but like none of them even come close to that. So like TikTok's weird, man, but like some shit just <laughs> takes off and like, I don't know. It's, it's strange. Like that's been like a day and it's like, yeah, it's that's some, awesome. some will work, man. Just, just keep trying. That's awesome that you guys are trying out new medium. That's fantastic. Love your podcast and just the way you approach your review of games and, and the fact that you guys are, you know, friends that find a way to reconnect just like me and Charlie. That's how we started Secret Friends. We were college roommates, decided, you know, 20 years later, how do we connect again? And that's how this podcast forms. So congrats, guys. It's hard to stay together. And I'm glad you guys are after all these years. Thanks for having us on the show. It's been, it's been fun. Super fun. Super fun. Ooh. New super fun. And you are now official... Yes, you are now official secret friends. So thank you and welcome to the uh, group. Yeah, it's exciting. All right. So, and and, uh, by the way, if you're looking for um, people to game with, do you guys have gamer tags you want to share? If not, don't worry. I'm I'm a solitary gamer. You don't don't want to look for me. (laughs) I'm I'm bad at multiplayer. Don't do it. So Chris, though. I don't know. It, I I have to force them every once in a while to do like like I was trying to get him to play Knockout City and didn't do it. it still anyway. hasn't happened. That's I, I installed it. That yeah. that that's a big deal for me. It's it's installed, but we we just got to get it on steps. at the same time that Chris is on, and then we can play together. That's you know step two or three wherever we're at. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, if, uh, I'm on Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam. Same ha- uh, handle. It's uh, CEEJ989. So. Awesome. Very nice. Well, excellent. Guys, if you choose to game with Siege, be nice, be respectful, be awesome. <laughs> Mark, where can people find us? Well, you can find us at the brand new and super exciting secretfriendsunite.com website. We just launched this website. If you missed our special announcement episode that we put across all our channels, but you might still have missed it. Uh, we just launched this site. It's going to be the house for all of our podcasting stuff. Uh, there's some written reviews up there. We're going to keep on going with written reviews. Charlie's got some, uh, some photo stuff on there from cosplay events and different things that he's done. And we're going to keep expanding the website 
website. This is very early stages and we're still working on adding the back catalog of podcasting stuff. So um, lots of stuff going over there, but uh, visit seekerfriendsunite.com for a whole bunch more. You can also follow us on Twitter at seekerfriendsu at the underscore Canardian, that's me, and at T Oxtra for Todd. Uh, subscribe and rate us on YouTube and podcast services. Uh, YouTube, we're a big focus on there as well. Todd mentioned that we're we're using uh, Zencaster, which we're hoping might lead to some like actual video podcasts. So go subscribe to Seeker Friends Unite over on YouTube as well. Uh, we're gonna keep on. Uh, putting some cool content up there and keep on kind of just growing the network. So um, lots of exciting stuff to come. But uh, in the meantime, like I said, we have uh, all of those things plus t-shirts over at TeePublic. There's always sales going on. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter, Charlie's really good at keeping up with the sales. Uh, same thing in our Facebook group. Um, join there to, to find out when you can get the swag for a discount and anything that you purchase does go to help us uh, build, expand, and keep SeekerFriendsUnite.com running, and uh, and also help uh, you know some some charities and stuff that uh, that Charlie and, and us are involved in uh, when we get a chance. So it's all going to uh, a good place, whether it's helping the the shows or uh, helping the community. Excellent. Well, once again. Chris, Tom, thank you for joining. You guys are awesome. We would love to have you back in future episodes or join on other episodes of podcasts that we create, Co-op Mode, which is all about uh, video games, obviously. Code 47, which is about Star Trek. Holocron Chronicles, or I call it Holocronicles, about Star Wars. And Secret Friends Unite Prime, which is all about geek media. So any of those that you'd like to be on as guests, let us know. And to the audience, we are looking for collaborators, we're looking for contributors. So if you're interested in that, we have lots of ideas of how you can share your content on secretfriendsunite.com. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. It's been a wild ride. And just remember, it's always better to game together.